Gobble gobble, zookeepers. We got on Grant Mooney from Thought Cops for a Thanksgiving episode. It's a cornucopia of podcast. We also decided to watch something good for once, which is Dolomite is my name. And, uh, you know, I won't say too much. Just watch the episode. It's great. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. Also, feel free to write us a review, any type of recommendation, anything. We'll read it on air at podzookipodcast at gmail.com. That's P-O-D-Z-O-O-K-Y podcast at gmail.com. And we'll read it on air. That's right. Sexy. Anyways, happy Thanksgiving. Kiss your mom on the cheeks. Kiss your dad on the cheeks. Kiss the dog on the cheeks. Kiss him. Kiss all those cheeks. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy as curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all, to the beat. Have a ball. But, uh, yeah, hello, welcome to The Podzuki. The one and only Kaiju podcast that we know of. I'm one of your co-hosts, Luke Evans-Flip. I'm another one of your co-hosts, Martin Felschman. I am your third co-host and ghost of Christmas future, Brandon Kirkman. Ooh. Ooh. It's the Halloween episode on Thanksgiving. I, I was going to say, didn't we just release our, our Halloween episode? Yeah, it's pretty fucking tight, too. <laughs> pretty dope. It's a spooky. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. spooky. Uh, oh, you wait, know. who's that? Oh, whoa. Whoa! <laughs> He's been our guest for the last 20 years. Who is that, though? Who, who is this? Who am I? Who, who are any of us, if you think about it? Uh, my name's Grant. Uh, I do a podcast called Thought Cops. Thought Cops? I Thought haven't Cops. heard that name in 20 minutes. Whoa! <laughs> Sorry I keep bringing it up. I don't mean to. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a great podcast. Me and Martin have been on it. Luke- I really like to be on more podcasts. If you're listening, you do a podcast. Ask me on. I'm not doing nothing. Listen up, Joe Rogan. Yeah, not Joe Rogan though. What? Okay, well, let's, no, no. Let's go over this. Don't Anybody have a three-hour conversation about yeah. bow hunting? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Luke, oh. I probably could. But... but I was about to say, if Joe Rogan asked me to do his podcast, of course I would. Why wouldn't I? Yeah, I love Seth Rogan. <laughs> do you like have to eat bugs or something beforehand? That's kind of cool, though. Yeah. No, it's not. Eating bugs is gross. Eating bugs is cool. Eating bugs is the future, man. It's cheap <laughs> protein. Yeah. I mean, if they could, if they they can break it down into like something that looks like meat, then I'll eat bugs, fine. But I'm not eating, gonna eat a bug. Eating the rich is uh, the future. Okay. Hell eating yeah. Bugs. Yeah. I hope that picked up real well. Yeah. I don't know, man. If I could ever do something as disgusting as that, though, eating uh, the rich bugs are pretty uh, pretty though. Mm. That's going to be a joke, kind of, but you know what? That's what you get with Podzuki. A half-baked bit, and you know what? It doesn't cost you a dime, which no. is great. That's our promise. It will always be free, because no one should ever have to pay for this. <laughs> Good selling point. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Yeah, it's like finding a used needle on the side of the sidewalk. It's free if you want it. Should you take it? Definitely not. We'll give you a disease, of course. Hey, Brandon, like 50-50 chance. Brandon, now, now, how far does it? this met- metaphor go? Uh, oh, I think that's as far as it's going to go. <laughs> okay. Can you say your social security number again? Uh, that's going to be two five. I really hope I got all the ones in the last episode. I'll, I'll listen to it. I'm sure you did. Yeah, um, I won't listen to it. This I, I, need just... you, I need you to remove that part where you said uh, Luke said the N-word once. I oh, yeah, need I you got... to remove that bit that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to do that one because it's like uh, I feel like it's getting played out at this point. Yeah.
Um, especially the fact that we're talking about uh, Dolomite is my name. That makes a real weird tone, especially when it's four white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how coy or joking around you want to be, it's just like, okay, I don't need that. Bitch, are you for real? <laughs> Bitch, yeah. are you for real? Oh, man. it's. We should start it off. So, for this lovely episode, we decided to mix it up. Um, we've been watching a lot of real shitty stinkers. Um, real bunch of turds. I think we've all had a long week. So we were flipping through what we were going to watch for our, our kaiju film, and then we realized that Dolomite Is My Name came out. I was just like, let's fucking watch Dolomite Is My Name. I've heard nothing but good things about it. and uh, You know yeah. what? It's a little early to say, but yes, it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hate to say it's a, it's a movie, mm-hmm. definitely. Not a bad movie. Yeah. And but, so Eddie Murphy's in it, and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't, Eddie, Eddie Murphy attaching his name to anything is like, oh... Eddie Murphy uh, is having the time of his life in this movie, though. He he's like just he's loving getting to do all the Dolomite bits. This was like this was like getting Eddie Murphy back. It felt like yeah for me. Too mm-hmm. many clumps movies. Too many Doctor Doolittle whatever movies. Shit, I forget about Doctor Doolittle. Too many Norbits. Not because of Robert Downey. <laughs> Everybody's gonna Norbits. forget about Doctor Doolittle when Robert Downey Jr.'s movie comes out. I don't know though. You think it's gonna be any good? Has okay. This is a fun debate. Let's just get into this. Has there ever been a good live action Disney film? Uh, I guess Pirates of the Caribbean kind of counts. Maybe. No, yeah, yeah, that counts. Fun. The first yeah. one was good. The first yeah, one, I like the fun. first one. I'm trying to think of one. There are one, tons of ones that are popular, but they're not ones I've seen. Yeah, like well, uh, I, I enjoy Return to Oz. Return to Oz is that? Dis- no, it's not Disney. I, don't think. I, I enjoy everything's Disney. That's definitely a Disney movie that's true. With, with the rollers. Yeah, I, that's definitely a Disney movie. I enjoy Mary Poppins. Yeah, I guess Mary Poppins. I mean, that's a hybrid, but it's it's mostly live action. I mean, all the Marvel movies were uh, live action Disney movies. That's technically true, but most of them were made beforehand. So you mean OC OC Disney? Yeah, you know OC. I'm only sorry. Any uh, Disney the Hedgehog films is what we're talking about. (laughs) The computer wore tennis shoes. Starring Kurt Russell. That's definitely not a good film. (laughs) I've seen that one. Um, Escape from Witch Mountain, not good. Uh, man, I could go. How on. can that not be good? It's got the rocket. They made a lot of Witch Mountain movies. Yeah, they did Witch Mountain. The <laughs> that one. Okay. That's as far as that. Yeah. Goes. <laughs> I didn't promise a lot of energy this episode, so I have to just try to get there. I might. I should have gone the route of doing a diet Dr Pepper, like you. You got there. Well, you had them upstairs. Yeah. As usual, I just got it for the whiskey. Yeah. Oh, we should we just start doing that during the episode? Let's, let's, yep. go, let's go with that. Let's okay. start with that, and we'll. Um, we also wanted to get Grant on, uh, not only because Hot Cop is great and he's a very entertaining human being. But... I do my best. Yeah, I we... practice. I practice being a human being, <laughs> just, just like uh, Dolomite practicing kung fu. Exactly. Hell yeah. I'm just as bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we we were having a discussion when we were going to get you on that we should just do a cheap whiskey taste test. Yeah. Um, so we have three contenders. Um, we'll figure out which one we start with. We have, first off, Kirkland Signature Blended Canadian Whiskey in a giant, giant bottle. It's a five liter. <laughs> five liters? Yeah. Uh, no, five gallons, sorry. Okay. Okay, I was going to say, that does not look like five no, liters. No, it's not five <laughs> yeah. gallons. Sorry, ten gallons. Ten, it's a ten gallon head. Ten, ten gallon <laughs> barrel. From we're going to drink it all. Fucking Costco. Um, Someone rudely left at my house. We were trying to remember, upset about it. when this discussion came up too, I was talking about how there are some really good cheap whiskeys that I like, and I was talking about Evan Williams, so I picked that up. I think we forgot it was Jim Bean or Evan Williams, but I decided to do Evan Holy Williams. Holy shit, this Kirkland Signature Canadian Whiskey was made in Louisville. 
Oh, really? So imported by... No, imported by a company in Louisville. So, oh. never mind. Okay. Imported by Wide World Importers. Louisville oh, man, Kentucky. I really wish that was made in Louisville. Like, yeah, it's Canadian whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Steve here's Canadian. We had him spit in the vat. <laughs> and then we have uh, the tried and true classic Jack Daniels, just so that we could have a barometer. Because uh, I feel like that's a flavor we all know and love. Uh, for Tennessee whiskeys, good old sour mash. I feel like I haven't had Jack Daniels since like before the period that I started getting into whiskey. Oh, so yeah. like I don't have a frame of reference other than like mixing it with Coke and trying to just like pretend that it's not there. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to uh, you know. Yeah. Let's uh, before we end just talking about Dolomite, should we start off with Jack Daniels then? Yeah. yeah. And then we'll just talk about the flavors we go through. It is like time. you said. Like we watched the uh, My Name Is Dolomite the. Eddie Murphy, is that his name? Yeah. Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Am I pronouncing that right? <laughs> yeah, Edward yeah. Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> but no, um, well, but you call it Dolomite, but it is oh, yeah. basically like, there's no conflict in this movie, really. Yeah. Like, for the most part, it's Rudy Ray Moore is a genius, right. and the Dolomite character in movies are awesome. Right. Which is all true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of nice they have the story to go off with for that because... I it's mean, like, if you don't know anything about Rudy Ray Moore and Dolomite... Which I will say, I do not. Yeah. Really, but you still enjoy the movie. Yes. Mm. I, I thought the movie was great. Yeah. I think this is like a great episode to talk about it because you've never seen it before. I right. grew up um, in high school, a friend told me about Dolomite, so like when he just... If, if you've ever had the movie series Dolomite described to you, it's one of those things when you hear about it, like, I have to see if this is a real movie or he's just <laughs> fucking pulling my chain. So I found a copy of it back when there's blockbusters. Oh man, I'm so fucking old. And then I watched it one weekend in high school with some friends and they were like, this is the best shit that has ever been made or ever will be made. No, uh, no. Specifically started with Human Tornado, which I think is still my favorite Dolomite. Yeah, likewise. I, I actually think I first started with Disco Godfather. Then I watched uh, Human Tornado and I've never seen the original Dolomite. It was also, like, I remember I knew that Dolomite existed through, like, pop culture and stuff. Like, they would yeah, say Dolomite think, on I TV. I think the first thing that I remember was uh, in Futurama. Futurama, uh, yeah. Bender's <laughs> casing is made of Dolomite. Yeah. Like yeah. It's a tough mineral that won't cop out when there's heat all about! <laughs> so glad you have that memorized. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, probably where also I, the one they could put on air. Well, I first heard of it too, but I'd seen other black exploitation movies, but they're usually more serious. Yeah. And I kind of thought Dolomite would be like that. Like, it was kind of like more like Shaft. Mm. But no, it's... He was a comedian. He was funny. He, <laughs> he knew what he was making. Yeah. Uh, like, there's a whole episode of... Uh, I really like... Um, Dana Gould's uh, podcast, Dana Gould Hour. They just had a Halloween one where they really got into talking about it, which made me want to watch it. That's why I'm not going to go too much in the history of it. Just listen to that. They get really into the history of it. It's great. Oh, so I don't. We've not really done the research to go yeah. in depth into the history of. I mean, other than just watching a bunch of Dolomite films over and over again, that's yeah. about the most research I've done. <laughs> and and how, nice, about how nice of you to plug another show. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, they could let's, use let's, the list. Uh, oh. Should we announce we're doing a little Jack right, Daniels? Here's to Jack Daniels. Nostrovia. Nostrovia. Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Chin Chin. My wife. <laughs> My wife. Nostradamus. <laughs> Kind of, ooh. I think it's because I've also had the same thing where I'm more of a, I'm usually their whiskey or tequila guy. I haven't had Jack Daniels in a while. It seems almost a little watery, doesn't it? Yeah. Compared to other whiskeys. Yeah. Man, back when I was a kid, like, drinking it, I'd just be like, oh, this is so strong. How does your boy do it? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. like fucking water. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. But, yeah, it's really not that bad. Like, I was a lot of time, like, I'm from Kentucky, yeah. so, of course, we do bourbon down there, and I guess I'm just... 
I haven't had Jack Daniels in so long. Like I'm used to doing. Like when the few times I do do whiskeys, like <laughs> do do whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> when I do do whiskey, it's do do whiskey. So it's very new. It's fermented in in pig shit. Mm. As as you do. No, I'll get like Bullet or Angel's Envy is something I really like. Angel's Envy's I really like. Uh, I got. Okay, go ahead. I was about to say Bullet's pretty good too. Bullet's yeah. I think one of my favorites. Uh, I like the like higher rye in it. Yeah, a little, a little spicier. Oh. I'm doing this with my fingers. I did get to it. once, and I will never shut up about this because it was fucking amazing. I drank probably over a hundred dollars of it for free. I got to try twenty year age Pappy Van Winkle. Oh, Pappy Van Winkle! I got to do that when I went on a vacation to Nashville for this really nice uh, whiskey bar, and man, that was smooth shit. Yeah, it was the first time when I realized why somebody would have like a whiskey, a glass with whiskey that they would just sip at. Yeah, because it was like it was like it didn't hurt every time you took a sip. It like it was like had like a spiciness to it. Yeah. But it didn't like where like, you drink a cheap whiskey and it's like, oh God. Yeah, I can feel not, it in my tonsils. It's, it's just like harsh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I wish I could have found an old crow. I know that's still gotta be bad shit. Yeah, they in college we did this thing called Ain't Scared. Where you would uh, take like the cheapest energy drink you could find, like those ones that have like the American flag and like an eagle and shit on there. Yeah, exactly. It's like like uh, right there, and mix is... it with old crow whiskey, and oh. we call it the ain't scared. Yeah, we Grant just pulled one of our energy drinks, which Martin could describe. Oh yeah, we, we, we've got a few cans of this for when we eventually have Dane Arden back on. Because if you remember, we had him on for the Zima episode. Zima. Uh, I went to uh, the Dollar Tree and I found uh, cans of Rip It Energy, which this is apparently the tribute flavor. Uh, and it's got, uh, American flag color scheme, and I'm assuming a soldier on it, but that I could think... really be anything. Oh, you got a gun, gun that, right? It's like the flavor right here, too. Okay, Boomer. That's the flavor. Oh, Jesus okay. Christ. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Boomer is one of the best things to happen in the last few weeks. Um, I know it's been a popular thing around for a little bit, but they've, there's a company that started making t-shirts and sweaters just with that brand of Okay Boomer. On it. Was it, I uh, have no the, idea what that was is. Was it the New York Times that wrote the article that was like, the, the, the generational warfare has begun? Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so, younger kids who are tired of dealing with older people have just started replying online to them with Okay Boomer, and that's it. And everybody just upvotes it like crazy. And that's all they do, and it's so beautiful. I Why mean, waste your time arguing with them? I mean, yeah, fuck boomers, but that's also like that's kind of dumb. It's great. Well, man. it's it's great because it's dismissive, you know. Yeah. And that's they they just want to sit there and they want to be like, you know, back when I was in this, and you're like, okay, boomer, and that's yeah. it. Like yeah. they, 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 they they get infuriated by it. They can't handle it. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I guess it's supposed to be the reverse of when you're a kid. Like I remember once talking to my dad and one of his friends about like. Gay people should be allowed to get married. Like, oh, you'll change your mind when you're older. Like, you'll be more conservative. Like, how am I going to change my mind about some bullshit like that? I yeah. had the same thing, and, you know, this is the Dolomite episode. I had the same, like, <laughs> talk about, like, racism, like, growing up. Like, yeah. oh, you, you'll learn. And I'm like, what? I think, I think people are great. I don't you'll know. You'll learn to hate you'll, others. <laughs> you'll learn to become racist, too, one day. And I'm like, no, man, I don't think so. Yeah. If anything, I think with the the gay marriage, I don't think straight people should be allowed to be married at this point. Like, it's reversed. Finally, someone said it. I think marriage is an antiquated institution. Sorry we're for, for insulting your oh, finger over We're trying for a man to say who's only person person for sure. not even been married a year yet. Yeah. Has it been a year yet? No, it's been a year. It's been a year? It's been oh, okay. a year. Um, yeah. I'm going to start doing other podcast bits now. <laughs> <laughs> going to sleep in other houses. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I podcast. can't say anything. I'm fucking an armchair expert at a year. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see in like 20 years. 
<laughs> but I mean, I also agree, though, like, if we're on the subject of marriage, it is different person to person. I think it works for me, but it, why would it work for everyone? That's insane to think. Exactly. It's like having a car. Cars don't work for everyone. Sometimes you want to fuck a bike. Yeah. We right. all agree to that. Yeah. You know what? We should get to the next whiskey and then start talking about the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, are we gonna... Sorry. I'm oh, you know what? Do you want me to wash the glasses real quick? Sure, yeah. Yeah, just worried about the sink behind us, because I can edit this part out anyways. Yeah, this is something we should edit out. Do, anyway. want Do we one? want to assign the plot to one person? Oh, uh, we could. Who we were talking about? Who paid attention to it the most? Well, that's the thing. This movie doesn't really have too much of a plot. Yeah, which is kind of nice. It is nice. Things just happen. No, we can assign a plot the next time, when the plot, like, matters more. When the plot thickens. Uh, when the thought flickens. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, You'd know, thought cops. Because <laughs> if anything, it's kind of like just like funny people yours. right now. It's just like a comedian's growth. Even though he's a dude who I guess is probably supposed to be in his late 30s. Mm. Yeah. It's hard to tell how young, what age Rudy Ray Moore is supposed to be because Eddie Murphy's so fucking old. Yeah. He was 47. Let me see real quick here. They had a little tidbit about it. He was 47 when, like, the movie was made? Yeah, I think. It's something crazy like that. I'm going to look it up right now. Because uh, Rudy Ray Moore died recently, didn't he? Yeah, he looked to be pretty old. Uh, uh, I know, I read the Wikipedia article. Uh, so <laughs> oh, damn, he was. He was 47 in 1975 when it came out. Damn. So, so how old was he when he died? Let me see real quick here. Rudy uh, he'd Ray be Moore. in his 70s, right? Damn, Rudy Ray Moore, you're a real one. Uh, let me see real quick here. Uh, oh, also, I'm not reviewing whiskey because I don't drink. I've got a very nice LaCroix on, and it tastes fine. Yeah. Throw that out the window. <laughs> we, there, there are no windows down here. <laughs> Find um, one. Also, let me know if you want another LaCroix. I'm down here, too. Oh, oh thank disgusting. you. Do you want a different flavor? Uh, no, I'm good. This is, this is fine. It's, it's LaCroix's hot new slogan. It's fine. It's, <laughs> this is good. It's not soda. Flavored okayness. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Corn Levin Williams. This is probably where we'll edit back in. We'll probably keep some of it. I don't know. I'll just keep it all. No, just to make sure. Say your social security number again. Uh, this is the edit point right here. My social security is. Um. Wow. Let me see. Yeah, he died in 2008, so he's got to be pretty old. God damn. Yeah, he's so old. I think that he's right. Dead. Like 70, 70s, 81. Or 80s. Yeah, 81. 81. Yeah. God, look at this picture for his Wikipedia. It's so it's so beautiful. Wow. <laughs> Just looks like a member of uh, P Funk. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, it, it is, his lips look really chapped. Yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. Gotta get some Carmax there, Rudy. Well, I mean, he doesn't now because he's dead. But... Yeah, true. Well, you still have luscious lips when you're dead. This is yeah. definitely, I will say, what little we can say about this movie. And again, it's a good movie. You should watch it. It's, it's a good movie to put on like if you're hanging out with your family and nobody can agree. On what to watch. This movie would not fly well with my family. For the <laughs> oh, reasons I'm given. starting to read that your family might be a little racist. No, not all of them. Just uh, the cool most ones. of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, I don't like oh, this turn. No. No. Okay, now we are doing oh, yeah, we Williams. Say, we're, cheers to that. Yeah. How, how's, the, how's the nose? How's the mouth feel? How's it feels the, like it's, it's a lot. It's a lot stronger on the nose than the yeah. Jack Daniels. Uh, this will kick off us to talking about Dolmite after this one. Oh, this is much better. This already seen... has like a little a little roundness to it. It really is. It does like have yeah. some nuttiness more I than you like expect from a even even fucking Evan Williams is a really cheap whiskey, but I feel like it's one of the better ones. Wait, even are... Williams? You guys are saving even... the Kirkland brand for last? Yeah, of course. Save the best for last. <laughs> <laughs> save the savings. It's oak cask aged. Technically, we started with the best with Jack Daniels. I don't know. It's kind of watery though. This has more character to it. It it really does. Mm. 
It makes you think. It's got. I'm. I'm detecting a hint of a uh, dish soap. Yeah. Oh, that's the cup. Sorry. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> it's a little cuppy. Um. So yeah, we'll start it off. Uh, Dolomite starts off with basically Rudy Ray Moore working in a record store shop. I think it even is an even more charming story other you know, that. He was 47 when he was doing that. Yeah. That yeah. adds a whole other dimension. Well, like, yeah, it's also, I think this 30s. is supposed to take place over a couple of years. Yeah. So I feel like he, they showed him like releasing a lot of records. Yeah. So I think it's probably like two, three years. I mean, even yeah, if it's a decade, that. that's like 37. Yeah, this I is know. something that I didn't... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I think he must have been in his mid-30s around the time the, the movie started. Because he, he was emceeing for other shows, and he'd been doing yeah. stuff for a while. Yeah. The the Dolomite character was the the thing that got him the big tie. Yeah, they should have like had his hairline like recede. So like, you know, oh okay, well you know, he's, he's thirty now, but you know his hairline went back a little bit now. So like maybe he's thirty eight. It was something where like with all the Rudy Ray Moore Rudy Ray Moore movies that I'd seen, I'd never known that he was like. Yeah, he started out as like a character that he did is a stand up thing. It was a comedy thing and he released these records and then they decided to make a movie. Yeah, they uh he got famous I talking about a little bit too, which is something I always loved, which is party records. They were really big in like the sixties and seventies, where it'd be like an album recording for a comedian that would just be like in somebody's living room but with a bunch of people talking and making noise. Yeah. They'd always be extremely filthy, which is beautiful. That's mm-hmm. basically how I podcast. Yeah. It is yeah. true. <laughs> That's how oh, it was good. Tons of like that's just, like any kind of bootleg really will be like that. And I love the idea where like I'm sure it's something they actually did where they put this they put them in these brown bags that had like a devil stamp on top of it. Like that's so it's like something that they're like yeah. they're not supposed to have it. Yeah. Like tons of musicians. I almost sort of miss that, like, like that. You sort of lose that with the digitization of everything, that yeah. little sort of like underground feel. Now you just look at someone's like play count on their podcast and you're like, oh, these guys aren't very popular. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, uh, I was looking up Rudy Ray Moore too. So the timeline of things, it would have been about 1970. So that means he would have been about 40 still when they when he started kicking off. Yeah, it's, man, That's that makes me that's happy. That's a grind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I I do feel like the whole, the whole story was like this big like redemptive moment where it was just like this guy that just pushed and pushed and pushed and like you know had yeah it, it didn't feel like it needed a plot. it almost it makes me like, think of like the founder oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Movie where it's like, like the fun founder <laughs> yeah like all the shit like let this be the thing that works it's yeah. like come the on founder plus the room plus the Joker plus uh, something else. But, with a, guy, but, with, but about a guy who, by all accounts, was just a good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's why it's refreshing to watch. Is like I, I think I agree the film uh, probably could have used a little bit more like strife in it or challenges, but yeah. like sometimes it's just it's good to watch a bunch of people having fun and doing something really nice. Yeah. Likeable characters succeeding. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's a rarity. I think it's like, especially because this is from the writers who did Ed Wood and Big Eyes, and both of those films were just where you just deal with constant just shit, mm. just being yeah. poured on the well, characters. Well, with Ed Wood, it's like a fantasy, almost. Like a yeah. fantasy world. So Ed Wood's more of like a weird dream, I feel like you're watching. Yeah. Uh, Big Eyes is definitely that person just getting shit on the whole film. Yeah, it was I feel like this one, like, I feel like the script was probably way different from the direction they took the movie, because I think Eddie Murphy got involved with, like, I just want to be Dolomite. I just want to get out there, and I want to do that, and, like, because, yeah, he doesn't do a very good Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also just... Eddie Murphy having He's just having there. so much fun. Yeah, yeah so you don't good. care half the time. Um, I, I forgot Eddie Murphy could have fun and be fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
I Me think... too. I feel like we gained him back. I feel like if he does more roles like this, it's like, this is what I want to yeah. see, well, not I, Norbit. I, said I don't earlier, want to watch Norbit. My, I can't my... make that any clearer. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> my fear is that he's going to be popular again now, and this is going to lead to six more <coughs> Norbit sequels, and it's going to be like losing him all over again. <laughs> he, just, he uses this movie to finance the other one, sort of like a reverse Pixar with cars. <laughs> it's like that classic story where there's like a comedian trying to make it who has a substance problem and kicks and he gets big, and it's like, well, now it's time to do all of the cocaine, and that's Norbit six basic <laughs> has he ever done like a drama like try to do dream the dramatic Girls, technically i'd say that's that mm-hmm. musical though right yeah, but he's he had more of a serious role and the whole thing wasn't a musical it was a pretty good uh uh excuse me have you ever heard of disney's a haunted mansion Jesus. oh how could i forget that's what's brought us together so strongly as friends <laughs> <laughs> let's touch on that real quick because we can definitely come back to the plot because it's pretty straightforward yeah. of like we used to run a show together that was called All F and Night, which was oh, that's an, right. an open mic that kept going. You could sign up over and over again, which would usually... <laughs> I remember All F and Night. Yeah. terrible. It was, but also amazing. It would go yeah. usually from about either 2 or 4 a.m. each time we did it. Yeah. Super fun, but also super chaotic. But we had an ongoing bit. Jamie Carbone, uh, previous guest and host and always future guest, uh, he would go up, and then Martin would rig it so he'd always get some type of weird haunted mansion memorabilia. We th- there was a thing where we would give people like a random game, or they'd get like a fun prize. Yeah, and yeah I think, it's kind of what we used for making slime DMs, actually. I, I think over the course of like four months, I gave him a DVD copy of the Haunted Mansion, a VHS copy of the Haunted Mansion, <laughs> a Blu-ray copy of the Haunted Mansion, the PlayStation Two game, the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. And then a signed picture of. Who the fuck was that lady who played the uh, the crystal ball woman? Yeah, Jennifer the... Tilly. Jennifer Tilly. Thank yeah. you. I always forget her name, but I found a signed picture of her on eBay, and I was like, yeah, I, I, I could blow 30 bucks to buy this for Jamie for this Man. dumb joke. I would love to have that poster. I, I, I love Jennifer Tilly. Well, call up Jamie. It's in Portland. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is in Portland with our boy. <laughs> Um, getting back to the plot, so they, they show him basically struggling as a record store clerk, and then he starts kind of dabbling as an MC, or I should say still working. Yeah. And then he basically... Well, it all changes when a homeless guy comes yeah. to the record store, and this is another thing that I didn't know about Rudy Ray Moore and Dolomite, which I'm assuming this is true, that like pretty much the entire bit was based on, like I guess, old slave jokes that were like told by like uh, homeless people or probably like like vaudeville sort of stuff. Yeah, sort of like the oral tradition of carrying down sort of like a verbal history. Yeah, because I, 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 I want to look it up and see if like, because that homeless guy mentioned Dolomite, so is Dolomite like an old yeah. thing, even older than Rudy Ray Moore? Yeah. I, I, su- like, I assume it is. I feel like Dolomite was probably around the same time as Robin Hood. Wouldn't that be a fucking movie? Yeah, that yeah. totally be cool. That would be so good. I was trying to see if I could find it, but I could Dolomite the Moor. I love to think like Dolomite is like just this eternal force that possesses a human being throughout time and is shaping this world to what it needs to be one day. Yeah. Which is a Dolomite fuckfest. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I feel like they do a good job of like showing his arc of like connecting with the the homeless friend and then kind of bribing him with money, which is bad, but also like getting them all together and start writing yeah. down his jokes and it just ideas. goes to show you that uh capitalism is always built on the back of exploiting you know yeah, the less yeah. no matter who you are where you are Even it really changes everything people. just enough <laughs> yeah where he doesn't get have to give yeah. those filthy hey, hobos great artists good artists borrow great artists steal yeah that's <laughs> yes. how it goes best artists banksy think about it <laughs> he does all that <laughs> sorry i didn't know my grandma's drinking <laughs> oh man good job brandon <laughs> thank you um 
Another thing I really like about this point in the movie is I like that they didn't waste a lot of time of like we gotta show him struggling. It's like he gets it together and he just starts popping off right away. Because mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes it's like I know movies gotta build up certain things, but we've seen this plot before, so yeah. I, really respe- I like that they respect our time. And they get it to where he starts uh, recording his party albums, and it's yeah. like an instant hit, which was also true. I like they didn't really engineer any kind of hardship. Yeah. Because they could have, but like also it's like, well, let's just have a fun time. We have it would have felt fun. drawn out if it, if it would have happened earlier in the movie. Like, I think we sort of came into it with the premise of understanding that, like, hey, he's been doing this for a long time. He's already beaten down. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to watch him get beaten down more. Like, we understand he's in his 40s. He's fucking working at a record store. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. Good. Premise set. Done. Yeah, I guess they kind of get to... It was a funny joke, like, even in the beginning where he, you thought he was talking to, like, a radio manager to get his songs played, yeah. but it was just the, the owner of the record store playing songs in the record store, <laughs> yeah. and he was wanting to play some songs he'd recorded. I like that I was so fooled by it, I was kind of a jerk to you about it. I'm yeah. like, no, it's a rec- he's playing it for his channel. That's ridiculous. And then, like, I still holding on to that thought until, like, they come back to the halfway, like, yeah. all yeah. right, looks right. Yeah, who's played by Snoop Dogg, by the way, which was yeah. a good cameo. Yeah. I love, good you, wa- you, watch, you watch Snoop Dogg's acting from back when, like, he became popular in, like, the mid-90s. Mm. And it sucks, but he's grown into it as an actor. And you see him and stuff, and hear him and stuff now. He's pretty good. Oh yeah, like he's great in this. He's good in Soul Plane. Yeah. Like he's good in Soul, Soul Plane too. Norbit's Revenge. Uh, <laughs> it's you know Tom Arnold. He had a great time on that film. That doesn't sound true. He, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I didn't see Soul Plane. I saw Undercover Undercover Brother. Oh, I did like Undercover. I like that. Yeah, that was a fun film. Chris Catan hanging it up as a villain. It's uh, a good time. Yeah, I, was, I was about to say Chris Catan's <laughs> the worst part of that movie. Yeah. But otherwise, Dave Chappelle's funny in it. Yeah. Man. I, I, I'll i go and watch the specials eventually, but I don't know. Maybe I will. Why do I need to? I, what's you don't need to do anything. Yeah, yeah the most recent America. was Sticks and Sounds. You can edit this out if you want. It was fine. Like, I don't know all these people who were like, this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Chappelle's had way better specials. Yeah, uh, it feels like uh, like overcompensation, sort of. You know, like yeah. some people are like, "Hey, there's some issues with it." People are like, "No, it's the greatest piece of art that's ever been like put to film," and it's like, "It's it's fine." Yeah. And, I, I listened to Chappelle's first Netflix special, and I remember saying that like Dave Chappelle in "Thank God I'm Still Famous." <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> also, like it's. Biting off more than you can shoot. It's like if he came back for maybe one or two specials, but like he's done like fucking four now, right? Well, yeah, it was yeah. like just Netflix giving him more money. Like I wouldn't turn that down. I don't even know how. I, I don't think anyone would turn that down. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. True. I'm not attacking Dave Chappelle here. I'm just saying he's he's fine. Yeah, he's feeling like it's something more like he's like after the show he like didn't like tour and do as much stuff. Yeah, as he should have. Like he didn't like. He was like the king of comedy. Like he owes the show. Yeah. he owes me. <laughs> <laughs> literally owes me. He borrowed a lot of money from me. <laughs> it's like, all right, Chappelle, it's all yours. I own no, he, he owes me stage time. He needs to come to Chicago and perform for me. That's he right. He owes me. Putting it on this episode, we got it. He's got like, you, Dave Chappelle. He's like super buff and shit now, I, yeah. I've heard too. He like, still he like works smokes out. a ton, too, Oh, yeah, he fucks up crazy. his voice. Yeah. It, it sounds, he sounds so fucking raspy now. <laughs> he's like the most jacked guy that I think I've seen that still smokes cigarettes. <laughs> Maybe he found the perfect equilibrium. Who knows, man? We'll have to ask him when he, you go up and you perform. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, when I'm opening for him. 
<laughs> just like a lineup that's like Bill Burr, Chris Rock, and then just Grant. <laughs> yeah. They don't even put your last name up there. It's just yeah. Grant. <laughs> like Officer Grant. Yeah. Everybody leaves. No yeah. cops. Okay, now are we on the Kirkland? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is a good point. We'll do now. the Kirkland and we'll get back into the plot summary. <laughs> I, this is a fun list one. I like it. I smell literally nothing. I smell nothing. I yeah, smell it. I smell it. It's really got like an amaretto smell, sort of. It smells like Kirkland. It smells like The Rock, and he's cooking. Ooh. What is The Rock cooking? That's smooth. That's similar to the Jack, I think. Yeah. It's got that same, like, flavorless character. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, this is whiskey, right? All right, I'm just <laughs> going to get to it now, man. I think Evan Williams, hands down, going with that one. I agree. I'd say so, too, yeah. The, uh... Glad I bought a big bottle of it so I can drink it and get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> get, get, some, get some Do apple cider. Uh, if you want to leave it here, I'll take it. Get some apple cider and uh, mm. heat it up it's with some mulling spices. Put some whiskey really in it. Have you guys? Okay, we'll get to the back to the plot after this. <laughs> I don't know how of, uncomplicated the plot is, and it's taking like the whole time to come. Oh, now that's Podzuki. Um, have you guys ever heard of Hot Dr Pepper? Oh, I've heard of Hot Dr. Pepper. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, it's like hot. It's like a Dr. Pepper with big old tits. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's Hot Dr. Pepper. Are they anime tits? Yeah, they are. Fuck yeah. Oh, Hell man. yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, okay, so we can get back to the plot now. <laughs> um, so at this point, he's made his party record. It's a big success. And then he's like, this is one of my favorite parts of it. And somebody's talking about it, too, and I really enjoyed it. They go to see a movie. Um, God, I can't remember the name, the name of the movie. The now. Front Page. The Front Page. Um, which was actually like a, a pretty big film at the time because like people were like, oh, it's so funny. And it was Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. I think that was a, it was either before or after. It was probably a Neil Simon movie because yeah. that, that, they was with the same guys that were in the Odd Couple. Oh yeah, the movie. Uh, so I'm sense. assuming it's the same sort of thing. Um, but it's like a whole audience of a bunch of just like suburban white people watching it and like, enjoying one of my it. favorite scenes. Yeah, and then it's just it's Rudy Moore and his group of friends watching it and not laughing, but like so confused, like, like why the <laughs> fuck is this funny? Yeah, one of them just says that. What's it? And then one of them is just as him. I forgot what he turns around and says, but it's one of the funniest lines in the movie. He's like, there's no tits in this or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they just basically they leave the film and this is why I really loved it because there's so many films you see with this cliche of when people decide to make a movie or something and they see like trash or something like we could make something so much better and so much more intelligent like we gotta have kung fu we gotta have tits <laughs> it. it's, it's so lovely and funny and good yeah. at that moment of just like I'm completely bored by that point oh yeah um, so then they basically cut to uh, this is another fun thing about the film is Rudy Raymore goes to his record company that he works for and it's like all these sleazy Armenian, or like our, our, our Armenian, Armenian dudes. Armani, the, the Armenian dudes. exchange. Sorry, <laughs> listen, this, is a, this is a lot of whiskey in now, so it's Armitages. It's a lot of Armitages. But like, I love how they like they set them up to be these sleazy group, but they're just like super supportive. <laughs> they're like, they are. We'll give yeah, you more I mean, money, but just make sure you make a good film. Exactly. <laughs> well, they, listen, we don't care. You're signing away your record life to us. We're we're gonna make our money back, but you're gonna be working for us forever. Are you sure you want to do this? This is this is the most positive portrayal of a record executive I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, yeah. Totally like we want to make sure your emotional health's yeah. good too. We're about to sign a, biz, a deal that's way better for us than it is for you. You sure you want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> we really want to make sure you understand because we like you. <laughs> we don't um, want you to be mad yeah. in a couple of years. Yeah. So they get to it. He gets the funding for the film, and then it's just a lot of fun scenes. <coughs> they're at a strip club. They find their director. Um, they get a bunch of like. Who's played by Wesley Snipes? Really great role for you know what? Two, 
two great roles, both for Wesley Snipes and for Eddie Murphy for this one, I feel mm-hmm. like. Wesley Snipes, I feel like, I don't know, like, maybe it's just a Wesley Snipes thing where, like, even though he's, his career's kind of in the gutter, he still doesn't like working. Like, yeah. maybe he's like a Cameron Mitchell now, where, like, he'll, he can still show up and get a paycheck, yeah. even though he, he'll just be drunk and yes. do a quarter of True. the work. His character was basically drunk for all of his scenes, and he might have been drunk himself, but it was really Yeah, it was like, I, I joke, they just added <laughs> the good. whiskey bottles in there because he was just showing up drunk all the time. Oh, they, put, they put those in in post. Yeah, like, okay, we're going to give you this bottle, just take a sip of it every now and then. Yeah, like, they'll, they'll, yeah there was that one weird scene where, like, uh, when uh, when Dolomite was talking to all the record execs, uh, and he was just sort of, like, behind the wall and drinking. Yeah! Like, I almost didn't even notice him back there. <laughs> but he was in focus. Yeah. <laughs> Which was really fun. Yeah, it's this, this film has so much charm like that, where there's just a lot of weird scenes they let it play out. It's almost like, I feel like a weird way they're giving homage to the Dolmite films. Like, let's just yeah. keep some weird parts in this. Yeah. <laughs> and not explain it at all. Um, so basically, they get to making it. He starts running out of money. He goes back to them. And they say, like, okay, well, now you're going to, like, really owe us a ton of money. So it's like, I don't give a shit. Do it. Um, and then they basically close out the film. And then it's this kind of... I think it's the only part in the film where there's, like, kind of a conflict. And it works pretty well. Of he's made it. They don't know what to do with it. So basically, he starts just kind of wallowing in his own shame. And he's having to play clubs to get money back. Um, yeah, then, basically, just the, he can't sell the movie to anybody because yeah. nobody wants it. Right, which is honestly true for that time period. Of I can imagine if like uh, just any movie studio got Dolomite with no explanation, it'd be like, "What the shit?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like the original, like almost found footage. I feel like. And what did you say, nineteen seventy? Yeah, it'd have been probably six, like seventy four, seventy four. Yeah, so because the official though, release of the film was nineteen seventy five, so it probably is like in the that mid seventies period yeah. then. Um, but eventually he gets to uh, the Uptown Theater where they basically say, like, well, you can just give us the film and you take the ticket sales. Yeah, we'll and, pay them $500 yeah. so that he can play the film, then he gets all the ticket sales. Which back then was, like, $1 million. Yep. Yeah. For yeah. how I understand how inflation works. Yeah, every time every time uh, one of the record execs was like, you want us to put $100,000 into this project? It's like, yeah, yeah because like, that's, you can like, make a movie for that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, back then that probably would be true, especially because it was before, like, I would say Hollywood films. It's like I say, we need to go back to the gold standard. Yeah. Well, it's also like they gave him one hundred thousand dollars, and that wasn't enough for him to make the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had to go back for what was it like another ten? Oh, yeah. I think it was no, it was something like like thirty grand overall. Yeah, Because that's grand. that's the amount that was on the check when he gave it to him. Yeah. No. Probably. Because I think it was something where he had like he had money from his records as well. But, yeah, like, he did say he needed he extra that. as well. Yeah. Like and then liquidating what, he, all his he assets. He netted ten million off the movie. Yeah, that's yeah. Insane. well, they said it made ten million. Who well, knows? I mean, he didn't I mean, where that money went. Yeah, yeah. No. he didn't make it, but the the film itself made ten million, yeah. which yeah. is still so goddamn impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you've seen Dolomite, of course it deserves at least fifty million dollars. Yes. Uh, I can't stress this enough. First off, see Dolomite is my name on Netflix if you're listening to this episode. But also, like, go see Dolomite films in general. I gotta fucking go. I gotta go back. High recommendation. That should be a Fire Bros episode. It should be. It should be. Um, It is one of those things, like, when I watched, uh, oh, uh, Disaster Artist. 
Yeah. It just made me want to watch The Room. Yeah. Like, watching this, like, I just want to watch a Rudy Ray Moore movie now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will give this credit to this film, though, too. Disaster Artist is all right. Oh, yeah. But, like, I, this was a good film by itself. This was yeah. way better than The Disaster Artist. I enjoyed this so much more than The I Disaster feel like Artist. The Disaster Artist, you had to under, like, you had to have seen The Room and you have to understand why it was insane. But I definitely say way more than this movie. Cause yeah, it, I feel because like this one, you, like, it had a followable enough plot where it's like, okay, you can watch it and you can Yeah, because Rudy Ray Moore is. Is a human is. being. Exactly. He's not yeah. some. That's he's not. Like a, he's not a, an immortal who's gone mad with eternity. <laughs> yeah, they make him really. They really humanize his character in this film. I should say the person, which is great. I. It would have been really shitty if they just made it like this unworkable jerk. Yeah. Because that's not true if you've read about Rudy Ray Moore too, yeah. which is really nice. Um, and like, I feel like that made it like very heartwarming. Like every time he had a win, like. I didn't tear up. I'm not a pussy. Right. But I, I like almost did. I, I started feeling that come up where it's like, eight, like he earned this. He deserved it. Like yeah. it's, it's giving back to like the the entire like black community. In yeah, one of my favorite had, scenes, in, yeah. my probably my favorite scene in the movie is when the Wesley Snipes as the director is talking shit. Like, let's just turn the lights off so we don't have to see the scene. He's like, hey, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> I'm bankrolling this entire goddamn thing. I don't have a bit of ego about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If something yeah. needs to get, if something needs to get picked up, I pick it up. If somebody, if someone's is, hungry, I'll fucking go downstairs. I'll make sandwiches. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah and I was that like, was that, that that's really fucking cool. Yeah. Like he's like, okay. That dude's a director, but Rudy yeah. Ray Moore is making this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's a good way to wrap up the plot too, because he basically, after he's been selling out Dimension Pictures, comes to reach out to him and say like, "We'll pick this up." And uh, it's a great scene too, played by Bob Odenkirk for like one of the directors and producers yeah. of uh, Dimension Pictures. Uh, fun fact too is that uh, Bob Odenkirk's like such a huge fan of Dolomite that he just told the directors when they found out they were making it, like, "I'll do this role for free." Oh <laughs> wow, which is pretty rad. So. I can see that. Although one thing we didn't mention was Honeybee. Oh yeah, she was a pretty important part yeah, of this movie. Yeah. Like they never her. I guess her character never really became important. Yeah. But like they, they did like a, like a romantic lead without having like the yeah, romance they, subplot. Just like good friends, which yeah. Was. Which is also, like, in the spirit of, like, being refreshing and not, like, playing too into tropes. It's like, I'm so glad, like, we didn't see, like, a sex scene between those two. Or anything. It, it felt like genuine human emotion. You know? Yeah, Unless they made the sex scene like a dull white If this had been, like, a studio movie biopic that came out in the theaters, they would have had that romantic subplot, and they would have made uh, Honey Bee. She would have still been thick. Yeah. But she wouldn't have looked the way she looked in this movie. Yeah, exactly. It but they also been... had that scene where it was like, I've never seen a woman who looks like me yeah. up on and the, that was in like, the picture. that was heartwarming. That yeah, was that nice. was a very heartwarming scene, yeah. yeah. And her character was really, because they introduced her earlier where she was getting into a fight with her boyfriend that was cheating on uh, her. And then it has a scene where he punches her, which is like, oh, I don't like this. And then she yeah. gets up and punches him higher. I'm like, okay. Yeah, knocks him the fuck out. Best character introduction. Yeah. Oh boy. It, yeah. So that's basically the whole plot. They sell the film. It's a big success. It ends with them all going to the actual official premiere, hmm. and then him just entertaining crowd. Then it's just like, man, what a good film. Yeah. What yeah. you said was something that he actually did. He yeah. Would go yeah. to towns that were playing the movie and hang out with the people yeah. outside waiting to go in. When they had yeah. the midnight showings before it got picked up, and even after he would do that basically because it got to the point where this is another real thing they did in the movie. They would have like showings that would go till two a.m. because people were so interested in seeing it. It was this yeah. weird limited release. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's also he's clearly somebody who 
wants attention, like yeah. craze people loving yeah. him. It's like the perfect egomaniac where it's just he's humble enough to not be a piece of shit, but also he needs the attention so bad. It's like, it's a rarity to see that. Yeah, happen. I see a lot of myself in him. <laughs> I <gotta swear. laughs> I've, I've played a donkey in a film. I've played yeah. a doctor who can talk to animals in a film. Yeah, like I'm sure he's somebody who probably would like, it would be really easy to hurt his feelings. We like should this. also say that Grant is wearing a red vinyl jumpsuit right now. Too. I am, I'm sorry. My God. But yeah, it was, I mean, I do want to touch on that as we, before we get to reviewing it, like, it was such a good return form, like, to Eddie Murphy. It made yeah. me so happy. Yeah. Because, like, as a kid, I'd always love his films, especially, yeah. like, uh, Coming to America and a, a bunch of others, and then, like, watching him slowly just degrade, I feel like, to Norbit. I, mean, yeah. I, I don't know that I'd agree it's a return to form, but yeah. it's definitely, like, it's a good movie, and, like, like I said, like... He doesn't do a good Rudy Ray Moore, but he's clearly having fun, which leads to a good performance. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's yeah, I th- makes I think, it worth watching. I think like when I said in the beginning, like we we sort of got him back in yeah. a sort of way. Like it's not a return to form, but it's like right. this this feels within the spirit of like what I liked about Eddie Murphy in the first place. Right. You know, this is like maybe like a friend you like met in high school or college, and you yeah. drifted apart for a while, yeah. and you saw you were still like friends with them on Facebook, and you saw they got into like bad drugs or just. You know, like, things were going bad. But now, you see, they got, like, a life together. They yeah. have a Christian girlfriend. They're going to community <laughs> college. Things are on the right track. They still listen to the insane clown posse, but things are going good. Exactly. They don't wear the juggalo makeup to interviews anymore. <laughs> they wear it to class, but the professor's pretty cool about it. Hell yeah. This is a really good analogy. <laughs> He's ba- Yeah, basically, Eddie Murphy's like your college, high school friend, juggalo, who's doing good for himself. Yeah. Not great, but doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Evan Williams... I might have a little bit more of that. I also don't want to get too drunk because i got to work tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So if it's okay if I'm having... Oh, yeah. But I, I know, you're so making yeah. me want to drink a little bit more, which I go, all I have to do. I mean, who cares? It's just fucking See, I just buckets. feel obliged to tackle the Kirkland because it's fucking there and it's yeah. a giant barrel of it. So. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll take care. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's just get to the reviews. Um, I feel like we should just do an honest review for this because it's more of an honest film. Yeah. Um, so we'll still use the Shiva system. <laughs> you want to explain that for our guest? Um, I realize editing these episodes, if we do have a fan base, which we do slightly, thank you so much for listening. Um, You're welcome. Yes. All, <laughs> all few of you. I explain the entire rating system each time. I'll just cut to the uh-huh. chase. We've done many rating systems. We uh, had a Goro rating system, which, Goro from Mortal Kombat, four arms. Right. So you do four thumbs up. Right. And we're like, we need to reinvent the wheel. We need to do something new. So we decided so to the Shiva. Two more arms. Yeah. So we did the Shiva rating system. Uh, right. She still has four arms. Um, yeah, I was gonna say six. you just explain. You're just doing the. Ex- you're doing the explanation. Yeah, I can't get out of it. I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to do an eternal loop. No, we're not doing stuff. the full explanation sure where we explain like the six arms. The the pedigree of our rating I mean, system. Six? She's got thinking of Spider Man, Spider Man, Man. You thinking of Doppelganger? You thinking of Man Spider? Man Spider. Damn it. Never mind. Man, Spider, and Doppelganger both mm-hmm. had six arms. Because yeah. the other two arms were their penis. Yeah. It's true. Thank, thank you. I am brave. Basically, you got, you got four thumbs. Yeah. Which ones are up and which ones are down. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'll kick it off. I love attention too much like Rudy Ray Moore. This is definitely like three thumbs up and the other four thumbs about to go up. But like, she's modest. She knows mm-hmm. like, it's not a perfect film. So it's like... It's doing like a hang loose sign. Mm. So it's like, that's pretty good, but it's not a thumbs up quite. So that's my review of it. Alright. Great film. I'm just going to say that. It's really uh, it's really nice to watch a good film after so many bad, shitty, shitty, <laughs> shitty films. You know what? I'll give it all four thumbs up. Because like, 
Damn it's man. not a conventional like three act movie, yeah. and it's not a great movie. Nobody, this this isn't gonna win any Oscars or anything. It's not gonna be anybody's breakout role, but it's good. It's fun to watch, and like yeah, yeah if you got an afternoon or an evening free, and you're with your sweetie or whoever, then uh, watch it. It's two hours long. It's really entertaining. And what, are, what the fuck else are you going to watch? The Office again? <laughs> yeah, every, everybody ma- who made the movie had a lot of fun, and I think that translates yeah. into the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that your wife? Yeah, it's my wife. Yeah. Your wife. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. His wife. Sorry, wife. <laughs> I'm, I'm my bad. Uh, you know, I, want, I think I want to do the same uh, same rating that uh, Brandon did, where it's just three thumbs up and one one kind of doing a hang loose. Because in general, I I really enjoyed this movie, and I am going to watch it again. I'm going to recommend it to people. But it did also just make me want to watch Dolomite. Yeah, yeah, which is also great. It is. Yeah. No, it's super good. But I I enjoy this movie. I I feel like it is a substitution for something else that I want to watch. But at the same time. I could see myself watching this movie multiple times because it is just a fun thing to throw on. You don't have to pay attention to every single thing, but we—it has so many captivating scenes, so many scenes that are just well lit. Everyone is dressed so well, and we'll get to that in a little bit. And it's just—it's fun. We were laughing the whole time. Yeah, it was just, hilarious. It was fun. So this is a movie jokes. I'm going to recommend to my parents to watch. Same. Yeah. That, yeah. Plus, look at the big titties, which is always oh, great. Hell yeah. <laughs> Not a whole lot of titties in there. Enough though. The, a they, it's a tasteful amount of titties. When they were shooting, I did love when they were shooting the uh, album cover for his first album. <laughs> yes. When he had the woman, like she, she had some very nice jizzle, jizzles, jizzle jizzles. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, right. I'm glad that we have that because it makes us sound less creepy. I, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still creepy? Absolutely. Does it sound better? Thankfully, yes. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna give it. Uh, I think I. I have to give it uh, uh, four thumbs uh, up, up in the upward direction, I think. Uh, however, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I do feel like uh, any of my complaints I would have about like the plot or anything feel sort of like wonky. Like, well, technically, mm-hmm. in order for it to be a good film, it's like, mm-hmm. I got like a good emotional response out of it. And as, as someone that hasn't seen like any of the fucking Dolomite movies, like it makes me want to watch them. And I, <laughs> yeah. I would hope that like, that's sort of the selling point of this movie yeah. is that people that like are unfamiliar with any of it like would watch the movie get something out of it and then go back to it you know yeah like you say that i can imagine like somebody turning this into a film teacher and them giving it like a c he's like <laughs> yeah these exactly. are three act structure the script yeah. could use some work like, but everybody loved watching it. Like, ah, that don't matter. It's got to follow the rules. Also, this is going to be unprecedented. I'm going to go back and change my review. Just listen to you all talking about how much I enjoyed it. I'm going four fucking thumbs up on Hell this yeah. now. Well, now that, I sound like the asshole. That hang loose just I turned into a thumb up. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> We're all looking at you. Yeah. Well, all of your fears have come true. Hey, Everyone hates you. You've ruined the modern world. If he, ch- if he changes the review, we have to put an asterisk next to this entire thing. No, you I can't am, just go changing your reviews. I, I am changing my review. I'm going to be the Luke of this episode. This film gets zero thumbs no, up. No, what are you doing? <laughs> now I'm sad. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. No, I'm still giving it three and a, three and a half. That's um, fair. Also, unprecedented, but I think this is, even with how weird all of our reviews have been, I think this is the best reviewed film we've had so far. 100%. <laughs> you know what? Eddie Murphy deserves it. Kaiju King. Yeah. Um, he's sharing with Daimajin, and then what was the other one we said was really good? 
Um, I only remember the bad ones. <laughs> it's true. They've hurt me so bad. Uh, the host. Oh, the host was good. Gamera. Uh, Gamera. Gamera 3 Legion. That yes. Was, that was one we really liked, too. <laughs> I really enjoyed Solo. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we yeah I remember that. Luke. Yeah. Got your dominance. That's what that was. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is a good one. Uh, we should get to the silly game section. Quit playing Stupid games. Um... I think we all feel bummed now. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my world, buddy. <laughs> no, that's not a joke. I love her very dearly. You two are a good couple. Thank you. <laughs> You're <that>. gay. <laughs> <laughs> that's you love a woman. That's I like so that you guys have this one on two episodes now. It's <laughs> oh, a, a crossover episode. Wait, Wait, Brandon, who's that great original character you created for the last episode? Oh, Tiny Little Guy? No, other guy. Oh. You remember, oh, gay, you remember oh, gay Tony? Gay Tony! Oh yeah, hey, it's me, Gay Tony. Classic. There's nothing wrong with this, but if you make it, it's about you then. <laughs> um, Are we going intervo- to introduce this now? So yeah, we have, starting off the stupid game section, we got like an 9-volt battery. Right. Um, this is to rekindle our childhoods and make sure we have some fun. I've never licked a 9-volt battery. 9-volt. This Fuck. Is, God this damn. This I, also, I also just discovered, lick your lips and put it in that. It hurts even more. No. No. Oh, 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 it hurts. Oh. So you're completing the circuit. Right. We, we do that oh. because in every kaiju film, there is an element of electricity where, like, a monster either gets zapped or something happens there. Right. For this movie, it's when they stole the electricity. And that never became a problem. I was about to say, just Rudy Ray Moore is electricity himself. That true. That enough. too. Um, yeah, that is true. Fair enough. Yeah. So let's let's lick these bad boys. Yeah. All right, three, two, fun. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Should I try the lip thing? I'm scared. Well, now. Don't. Well, we we also put out matches on our times for an episode. Too. Brandon, you use those lips for kissing. You yeah. save them. That's true. Yeah, I get I get something out of it. Yeah. It's uh. Oh, oh it hurts on the it's lips. Not how, <laughs> but let me try weird. the lips. Well, I'm, Cause I'm I'm feeling no. Right it's got to be fresh on your lips. Lick it immediately. Ooh, boy, that ooh. I'm not getting anything. I just I'm did, afraid I'm gonna get an electrical like, like like this. Yeah, that's a little st- that's a little spicy. Try battery. Okay, that hurts. Yeah, that, that hurts does hurt. Yeah, no, the lips are soft meat. You can't do that. Oh, that's true. It is soft meat. All right, well I'm gonna. Wipe I don't my... have soft meat. <laughs> I'm gonna wipe my penis real quick and see how this feels. Oh no. That sounds so creepy, even jokingly. Yeah. yeah. No. That's like... Okay, is, is, is anybody pregnant? Yes. Yeah. One second. That's I need help. I need help to, him get his penis I wet. need to interrogate myself on a budget. <laughs> uh, I like that line a lot. Uh, let me go to the second game. This will be a complete gamble, which is calling our friend Aaron Cloffer. Calling Aaron to ask some questions. Because he told me he might be going up during a show. Oh, that's right. What what question are we going to ask Aaron? Uh, I don't know yet, but we'll see real quick. Barbara said we got stuff on the floor. That's why I just got texted. Oh, Did I left my stuff? backpack up there. I left my backpack up there. My backpack's on the couch in the living room. We left our bags up there. I'll fix it. So I think I closed my bag, though. So I think I sprayed all my stuff around the floor. Yeah. And my bags like got my switch and the gummies you gave me next to it. Brandon, can you cut that part out? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that whole part will be cut out for the most part. But oh, we'll perfect. See what happens. Hey, Brandon, what's your social security number again? That's. Thank you. All right, see if you pick. Nope. There we go. My lips still kind of hurt from the battery. Same. 
Yeah. I'm not feeling too bad. Yeah. Feeling, feeling yeah. energized. Oh, that's the whiskey. Oh. All right, let's leave a message for Aaron Clapper then. Please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Oh, look, it's big time Aaron. Too good for Pazuki, huh? It's me, Gay Tony. <laughs> What's that? I think it's the first time we got a voicemail from him. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, I mean, you should just show. answer the phone on stage. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I hope he's fucking bombing right now. Yeah, I hope mm-hmm. he's bombing so hard that he becomes a nuclear bomb. <laughs> and then he makes the, that series daybreak we're watching after a really oh, that's right. oh, God. <laughs> little thing happen. Can't wait to watch that. Oh, yeah. uh, I want to give a zero thumbs up review to uh, Zombieland with only teenagers for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's called Daybreak. Yeah. A.K.A. like high school fucking... It was all just like high school tropes of like, yeah. there's nerds, there's goths, there's zombies, like what? There's cheerleaders. There's what? cheerleaders, but These they look the like they're the Mad Max the world. What, a, what a like terrible like eye bleach to watch after the brilliant film that is My Name is Dolomite. Yeah. I also, I said it and I feel it 100%. It looked like a fucking YouTube original series. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't even look like the quality and that's that the usually the has. quality of YouTube videos. Have you yeah. guys seen the ads for like those Apple Plus shows that look fucking wonky? Someone was telling me that all of them are bad. Like they all got reviewed and literally... <laughs> that makes sense. There's one where it's like Emily Dickinson... But there's like some paranormal stuff, but yeah. she's also supposed to be like like a badass queer and stuff. Oh like, yeah, you know, like, cool. Which like okay, Emily Dickinson was probably queer. No. That's fine. But it's her like talking about it's my mission to become the best writer ever. I yeah. like, I'll love it when people quote me. Okay, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if she's British, but it's safe to assume, right? Sure. Hey, us at Podzuki Podcast at Gmail. It's and something with the dude who played Aquaman. Oh, Jason Momoa? Yeah. yeah, Jason Momoa. Some some action series I cannot make heads or tails of from the ad. I think it's about cavemen? Maybe, but like, it looks like they that don't the really look like cavemen. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to watch that show. Which was Nickel's her... show, I just realized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, starring Nick Kroll yeah, oh and a boy. couple other guys. See, Kroll's a great example. Just keep at it, man. You'll get some better eventually. <laughs> um, I'd say we should finish out the game section with the... Uh, What's the deal with this podcast? What's the deal with these kaiju? What's the deal with these kaijus, man? What's the deal with these kaijus? Another great jingle. Sorry. I'll bring my bass next time and I can actually do it. Or I can really record. Fun fact, he he made that uh, he made that entire song on a uh, synthesizer. Whoa. Keyed it out. Oh. Yeah. Who's he? Uh, the guy that did the sign. I don't yeah, know. Just uh, whoever just that person guy. is. Yeah, I don't is. know what his name is, but I know that that's how he did it. His name is Jerry David. Maybe learn your history. <laughs> Jerry David. Jerry David's a good name, actually. Um, was, came, I came with a cool name the other day. Andy Pakistan. Andy Pakistan is pretty good. Yeah. Um, okay, well, you know what? We'll just skip over this game section so I, can, so I can go into this story real quick. Um... My friend Jared Phillips, who I think is one of the funniest human beings ever to live, told me that he was excited because he had a dream one night where he's working at a blockbuster and a gentleman came up to him to rent a video and he told him, no, you can't rent that. And he's like, the guy put the video down and says, like, I can rent this. Don't you know who I am? 
I'm Ricky Islam. And then he just woke up afterwards <laughs> laughing to himself. And then he told me about that dream. I'm like, that is the best dream I've ever heard. Uh, Tyler Jackson did like the same thing to me once where he said he kept waking up laughing because he imagined a party with a bunch of rich people in powdered wigs. Talking about having to go use a bathroom. Like, oh, I must go make mud. <laughs> uh, shout out to past guest Tyler Jackson. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I also like that Jared will use Ricky Islam as a like name online pretty often. <laughs> what a what a good dream, man! All right, well that's been what's the deal with this guy. <laughs> we went very meta for this one. Yep. And the monster was us, um, not committing to the bit. But let's, every time, yeah, let's get out of it. We'll get to recommendation and plugs, and we'll close it out. Do you guys, you guys got any good recommendations you want to shoot from the hip with? I'll let somebody else start. Uh, I I don't remember if I recommended it last time, but I'll recommend it again. Um, Gendy Tartakovsky's new series, Primal, uh, started on Adult Swim recently, Ooh. and it's uh, it's it's the Flintstones without dialogue and way more blood. That's what I always wanted. It's it's pretty sweet. It's dialogue free. It's just a caveman. Fighting fucking dinosaurs. It's awesome. I'm on board. Uh, high recommendations. Real good. Real good art. Thick outlines. Love a good thick outline. Thick with mm. eight C's. Ooh. Ooh. Watch that hog get fully plump, man, with that thick outline. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know what I'm going to recommend? This is going to be one that's a little different. I had the chance for... Man, this is going to be a plug and a recommendation. The other podcast I do with Hobart Thompson, Desk and Day Jobs, which is a live play D&D podcast... For our Halloween episode, we played the new Call of Cthulhu system, the 7th edition, because I haven't played it yet. It's been out for a little bit. Um, but man, that is a great RPG system, and I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to recommend Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. It's good. It's great. You go crazy. You kill your friends with a knife. You have a good time. Hell yeah. Which is what happened to my character. <laughs> I killed them real good. I shouldn't just say that right now. But that's my recommendation. You know what? I'm going to recommend one of the restaurants I work at, actually, Fish Bar in Lakeview. It's uh, right off the Wellington Brown Line stop. I believe it's, uh, it's a, uh, well, right off the Wellington Brown Line stop. I can't remember the actual street names, but we have this new seafood stew that is amazing. It's got like a lobster coconut broth with mussels, shrimp, and whitefish, and it comes with garlic bread, and really great for this weather we've been having we've got a lot of other good food too and like just good drinks come by try the food it's really good that sounds like fish good bar yeah. yeah great you got anything you'd like to recommend yeah i got a couple things well uh, i guess no you know i'm i'm a fan of content yeah. i'm a man of the people it's what we crave um i i would say my top one would be uh i i always like i feel like it's my life's goal is to get people to watch this guy's videos but uh this guy that was on our podcast uh alex schultz be nice to me productions has like my favorite youtube videos of like all fucking time uh he has one where he's like a social media manager and like the entire video is just like a guy in his 30s who's a social media manager, and then by the end of the video, he goes completely insane. Like, these weird sort of, like, Tim and Eric, million-dollar extreme-esque sort of, like, uh, satirical, yet, uh, 
um, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, like, surrealist, like, mm-hmm. just insane that, that fucking, like, they're all so fucking good. Just, uh, Google his channel, uh, Be Nice to Me Productions, like, just pick any of the videos, they're all fucking hilarious. I like that sort of stuff. Yeah, also you, the you name, would love that. The name oh, yeah. Be Nice to Me Productions is a really great. It, a it's name. really good, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And he lives in Chicago, so. Whoa. Yeah. <clears throat> so his name is Alex Schultz? Yeah. And the production is Be Nice to Me Productions? Yeah. Okay. We hit him up on Twitter and, like, got him on the show, like, the next week. Oh, that's that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh, we forgot the other part. We have to go back and do an earlier section, because we never did Mothra Paul's Drag Race. Oh, Mothra Paul's Drag Race at the <coughs> end of it? Whoa! Mothra Paul's Drag Race. We should for sure uh, do that because the fashion of Dolomite is my name was spectacular. Oh, just every character knocks out of the park. Everyone's wearing a fucking outfit I wish I had. Ascot's out of control. Mm -hmm. Lapel's bigger than they should be, but we love it. At the end of the film, Rudy Ray Moore is wearing that classic outfit of his butt. We realize he looks like... like It was a tuxedo, but it was also a sailor outfit at the same time. Oh, yeah. He looks like basically like a protagonist of an anime or a JRPG. Oh, yeah. I, I... We, we brought it up. I'd fucking play Persona 6 starring Rudy Ray Moore. They would be the best <coughs> game I've ever played. And yeah. I've played Big Bag Beetleborgs for the Super Nintendo. Was it there a was game? a Super Nintendo game? No, I just made it up, but I felt confident about it when I said it. <laughs> I want to I honor Rudy Ray Moore's personality. <laughs> and um, you, you lie so quickly. Thank you. <laughs> it's a skill you have to have in life to survive. Um, anyways, I feel like that... That's good that we got the Mothra pin. Mothra pin. <laughs> For, Sorry, we got the one outfit we talked about. Mothra yeah. Paul's Drag Race. No, over. they're all good. You watch any point of this movie, it's going to be like, fuck, that I do guy's going to fly as hell. I do have a problem with <clears throat> that he didn't, like, when he decided to do Dolomite, he already had the outfits. You don't see him going, like, to the shop and being like, you got something yeah. crazy. Because he wears, like, this really crazy, like, not like a leisure suit exactly, but kind of like, like a leisure armor yeah yeah like lime green has like a pink bow tie and like yeah it's the 70s or crazy stuff like that but yeah. i still feel like you're going to the store yeah. to find that outfit you don't already have it yeah, yeah. but what they didn't explain was that that armor actually gave him plus three weight so he could really put his weight in it <laughs> yeah, really put his yeah. Weight in it. i love they kept saying that because they watched disco godfather i think that's his best movie yeah. but there's this disagreement about that between us but yeah he I'm does always say like man. put your weight on it <laughs> put your weight on it yeah and i like that's just something you can say to anybody like hey you can do something put your weight on it yeah and that's good advice. It's very good advice. Yeah. Put all of your effort into it. If it's it's basically the same thing, like if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like we should close it out with the the good old plugs. Uh, I'm just gonna go through it quick. Every third Thursday at Bonus Round Cafe in Chicago at 9 p.m. we run a show. Me and Martin with a few other friends that've been on this this good old cast called Slide Into Your DMs. It's a very fun time. It's a very good time. And that's all I gotta say. It's D and D themed. Come out and see what's about. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to plug, once again, my band's, uh, it's not Garage Band, Bandcamp page. We're, we are nowhere, don't care. That is nowhere, backslash, backslash, don't care. And we've got uh, some, we were on the radio, we were on uh, WZRD from uh, Northeastern 
a while back. Those are probably most of our recordings. We were recently we recently played at this place on the south side, like South Side Rich's place, and they recorded everything. So we should have some video and audio from that up very soon. Knock on wood. But yeah, just check us out. This is a paneling. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's close wood-ish. enough. It's yeah. woodish. Fine. Knock on wood. <laughs> knock on my fucking hand. Knock on wood. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that, everyone. Oh, Sorry. For those who couldn't see it, Brant just knocked on his ding dong. <laughs> oh. What kind of Let's keep it PG. But yeah, we have a Facebook page. Yeah. Same thing. Nowhere, don't care. Yeah, and, and I will uh, link it this episode. I said the last episode I'd do it, but this time for real. I'll well, this it. time I'll send you a link. Yeah, that would help. To, to work. Yeah. But yeah, check us out. Uh, I I want to plug what I always plug, which is the Cupcake Comedy Cabaret. It's an open mic and showcase that happens every Thursday at the Gallery Cabaret. It's a good time. Come for the mic. Come for cupcakes. Come for a fun showcase. We have them all. Are you guys doing it tomorrow? No, we are not. Damn it. Who the fuck wants to do a thing on Halloween? I, I don't have you... anything going on, and I'm done doing my Halloween festivities. The what? cupcakes are very good. Thank you. Brandon makes uh, Martin makes them himself. I make them now. I take the credit. It's mine. <laughs> Damn it. That's how it works. Sorry, baby. Hollywood. Hollywood? Oof. Out of control yet again, man. Grant, tell us about how much you hate Hollywood. Uh, how, uh, have you ever seen the show Bojack Horseman? Oh, That's like it. basically me. I hate Hollywood. Oh, I thought you were yeah. going to say you were Will Arnett. That's even I worse. Mean, yeah. <laughs> which uh, I like. Which like you oh. see, you see Will Arnett. Like I feel like anytime I've seen him on camera in the last couple of years, I think he's drinking again because he looks really fucking swollen. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he always looks swollen. Oh, uh, Rand, cut this out if it doesn't make any sense. But uh, at that Halloween party where it was mostly comedians, uh, fucking Derek Graff had my favorite costume of the night. What's it? Uh, so he came dressed like BoJack Horseman, but he said he couldn't find a horse head at the uh, at the costume shop, so he instead got a big ass axe. So he was BoJack Norseman. That's pretty good. <laughs> now I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> You see, when I got the new haircut, because like, you guys in podcast land can't see me, you but I used to have long, flowing hair, but now it's very short. And what I wanted to do is wear my uh, black glasses and wear like a white uh, button-down with short sleeves and a black tie and take my Nerf gun and be uh, Michael Douglas and falling down. That'd be really great. <laughs> yeah. That's good. good but job. I didn't, because like, I just go to work. Then go home and maybe go to a bar sometimes. <laughs> it's a good life. Yeah, simple but nice. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, <laughs> sounds refreshing and relaxing. No, I don't know. Like, why is Halloween such a big thing now? Halloween's fun. Marketing. I like Halloween because fucking millennials are just infantilized, and we we want our participation trophies and uh, baby. Uh, I just feel like like Halloween <laughs> was like the one thing where like you would end up have happening to have fun because it was Halloween. But now everybody talks like, oh, it's Spooktober. You Spooktober. You guys ready? I'm so there's, now there now there's now. so much pressure to have fun on Halloween. Whereas like just like every other goddamn holiday. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there are always going to be people who ruin holidays, but there are still people who genuinely enjoy Christmas or Yom Kippur or that shit. Here's but my like, thing. Arbor just, Day. just give me the day off work. I just don't yeah, want to show up. That's a work. good point. That's the right. only thing. The only, I don't, well, call listen. it Columbus Day. Call it Indigenous Peoples Day. I just don't want to come into work. Well, fair enough, but I work in a kitchen, so Christmas and Christmas Eve are pretty much the only holidays I get off. Yeah, Thanksgiving we're close too, but we don't. You don't get Thanksgiving Eve. No. Yeah, there Which should you know, be. There should be. There really should be. I'm going to petition be. for a 20-hour work week and a Thanksgiving Eve. 
Uh, when I become mayor. All right, we got to get to those good old plugs for our socialist grant. Yeah, uh, libertarian socialist, thank you. Um, <laughs> gross. Gross, excuse me. Um, yeah, uh, thoughtcops.net, thoughtcopspodcast.com, uh, patreon.com slash thoughtcops, youtube.com slash user slash thoughtcops, twitter.com slash thoughtcops. Thought Cops, twitter.com slash Grant Mooney. Uh, oh, and Thought Cops is spelled uh, T-H-O-T-C-O-P-S. The joke has to be made. So, the joke so has you have to, to make the joke. I made that joke last let me, time. Let me we issue had... a correction because it's actually uh, the oh, Twitter handle and the Instagram what? handle are at Real Thought Cops. Um, so, you know, do that in post or don't. I don't care. Just Google Thought Cops. Yeah, we're, get to the we're like number 12 or something. <laughs> uh, we're on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, <coughs> Spotify. Are you Google on Google Play. Play? We're also on Google Play. Uh, are you um, on Google Play? No. Oh, are you on Spotify? You on Google Play. We're on Spotify, yeah. Okay. Are you Spotify? on Google Spotify? <laughs> Google Spotify. Spotify is a uh, fucking... Something. I don't know. It's a platform. <laughs> Everything's a platform nowadays. Yeah. You know, it's the whole the whole problem that uh, Zuckerman is getting his, himself into. Yeah, is uh, he's like, oh, we're a platform, and the Congress is like, well, you're a media company, and he's like, I don't think so, and they're like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. we're taking so, Instagram. Yeah. You don't get to meet with politicians privately to talk about advertising shit if you are a platform. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. And then with that... Or media, really. We'll you, close you out You can if you're episode. not human. Yeah. Yeah. I guess robots have different rights. Yeah. Robots have the right to suck on D's. I'm pointing at my nuts, by the way. <laughs> um, it's, it's, in that, it's in fucking iRobot. Does, that, does that take us into our ending? That does take us into our ending. Are mm. you guys ready? Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna like, like the, the way, way I, I fuck. I, I guarantee, guarantee it. it. <laughs> and then we look at our guests and we end. <laughs> nice. We regret that you have not yet complied with our order. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>